Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS foodie chap. We are talking tea with Chef Jean Alberti. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Good to see you as well. On this day, I refer to you as Jean Alberti with the Wild and Bear Tea Company. Uh, your journey in tea, uh, it's, it's been an adventurous one. Your journey in food, an even tastier, longer road that you have traveled with deep connections to the Bay Area. Uh, let's begin in the Bay Area first, if we may, before we come to the tea. One restaurant, one name. I'm going to say it, and it's going to get a lot of people excited. Kokari. Kokari, that's right. Well, Kokari, we started Kokari uh, 16 years ago, actually. And that was the best adventure of my life, quite frankly. Uh, what a restaurant. And it is still uh, doing very well, going very strong. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, my, my origins are from Spain. Yeah. Uh, my grandparents and parents are from Mallorca. And so uh, when I was offered the, po- the possibility to open a Mediterranean restaurant, well, I was very excited, obviously. So this is why Kokari came about. And Kokari... For those who've not been there, uh, it is uh, in San Francisco. Uh, it is just off uh, Battery Street. It's a block or two in off the Embarcadero, uh, Mediterranean, uh, Greek, uh, tasty, big bowl flavors, an incredible killer cocktail program. My favorite seat in the house at the bar. If you want to have an intimate dinner, you can, or a big group party, you can. I mean, a little something for everyone at Kukari. That's right. You're, you're correct. That's also the way we design it, actually. We designed this restaurant in order for every, everybody, from the student to the wealthy businessman, to find something good and tasty on the menu. And to this day, there are things that have been on the menu since day one that they will never take off the menu because when people come, they seek them out. The lamb chops. Yeah, the lamb shop, the sea bass. It's been a long time, but I still remember the menu. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, everything was, you know, the good thing about Kokari, it's, it's very fresh. It's, it's natural. It's very natural. Uh, you know, we were really focused on the ingredients yeah. uh, to be cooked in a very simple way and very tasty way. Jean, uh, your journey after Kokari would take you south, Palo Alto, your own restaurant. Actually, uh, Evia came before Kokari. Oh, that's right. Uh, Evia, we, we, we opened Evia. That was an immense success, actually. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're, we're smaller. And then, and then we, we decided to, to open Kokari in the Bay Area. From Kokari, not too long after, to Asia. This was a place on your mind that you wanted to venture to. And, of course, Shanghai was calling. That's, that's right. I mean, I had an opportunity after Kokari to, to move to Shanghai to open a restaurant, which I did. We opened a, a French restaurant in the middle of Shanghai, in the center of Shanghai. Extre- very, very exciting uh, experience as well. Uh, so I stayed in Shanghai for about uh, two and a half years and then decided to move south to Macau and Hong Kong. And in Macau and Hong Kong, this is where really my journey started. You know, what I love about you, Jean, is, is your willingness to, uh, to do something bold. A, a French chef 
with Spanish roots, doing a Greek restaurant, a Mediterranean restaurant in San Francisco, and then a French restaurant uh, in Asia. Yeah, well, you know, it, it was natural, actually. Uh, Chinese people are fascinated by French culture, yeah. uh, from the arts and the cosmetic and so on, and, of course, the French cuisine. So I was asked to open a French restaurant, which I did. Uh, and then, uh, I actu actually, in the past 10 years, I opened four French restaurants in China, uh, one in Hong Kong, one in Macau, one in Shenzhen as well, and in Shanghai. So yeah, it, it, it's a, it has been a very exciting journey. Yeah. So there is a demand, obviously, for French cuisine, French culture, as you say. Uh, what was uh, the biggest challenge and perhaps the biggest surprise for you uh, in opening a restaurant in Asia? In Asia, I mean, like I said, I mean, everybody wants to open a French restaurant, but uh, really Chinese people really don't know French food. Um, Uh, so that was a little bit of a challenge yeah. when people would come to the restaurant and sit down and open a menu and order things randomly on the menu and maybe not knowing exactly what they were going to expect. Yeah. So that was the biggest challenge. Second challenge is the ingredients. Sure. I mean, you know, you uh, in the Bay Area, I mean, I, I was used to, to, to have excellent ingredients. In China, a little bit less. Yeah. So, of course, you know, Japan is not too far. So, of course, the, the, the ingredients are superb. But uh, if you really want to, 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 to use the local ingredients, that's a challenge. We're going to get to this tea journey. One more thing I have to mention. Uh, as if you didn't have enough on your plate, you decided also to launch a magazine uh, with your partners, TK Tasting Kitchen. Because I know as a chef for you, Jean, uh, uh, the opportunity to teach uh, and to educate uh, as a chef to the next generation. You do that in the kitchen, but also you get to do that through the magazine. Yes. I mean, uh, Testing Kitchen was another uh, great adventure. I mean, uh, I realized very quickly when the Macau started to, to open to, to American casinos, um, they were bringing a lot of great chefs from Paris, from America, from everywhere. And I was talking to my partner. Uh, I was telling him, I mean, Those chefs are not valued here. Yeah. You have some great chefs, and nobody knows that those chefs are here. Yeah. So we decided to start a magazine named Testing Kitchen, you know, just to open a little bit, a window on the, on the world and introduce the chefs, those chefs, pastry chefs, sommeliers, you name it, you know, to the, to the, local, uh, the, the local Chinese people. Yeah. Isn't it a wonderful thing today that chefs are being celebrated, farmers are being celebrated, the purveyors, Uh, but you came from a world, I mean, it, it was really Paul Bacuse among the first to step out of the kitchen and to be a chef with a name, to meet and greet customers, uh, and to be not the guy that hides in the back, but uh, to be the chef that is out front and is out there doing publicity and is the face of the restaurant. Absolutely. Yeah, but Mr. Bocuse was one of a kind, as we all know. Uh, he really uh, helped us out tremendously. He helped the profession He took, uh, he took a lot of young chefs uh, under his wing. Uh, I mean, that was an, an amazing gentleman, amazing chef as well. Yeah. But he's the f very first one who actually came out from the back to the front and yeah. started to, uh, to, to put us on, in perspective. Every chef I talk to about Paul Bacuse, there is immediate respect. Uh, and when any chef talks about him, there's a little sparkle in your eye because he was a very, very special chef to the chefs, the chef-chef. That's right, exactly. I mean, you know, there are others, uh, great chefs in France, but I think Paul Bocuse was the very first to, to, to really put us uh, in the limelight. 
we're talking tea. I want to uh, I want to talk about your journey, and we have a special guest who's going to join us. Yes, uh, we are not going to say anything about it, right? No, it's a secret. It's, it's a secret, a little surprise. Uh, but first, chef, for you, take me to that point, that moment when you enjoyed your first amazing cup of tea in China. And what was that moment about for you? Was it about what was in the cup, the surroundings, the people, the company? What? Well, I mean, it's a bit of everything, actually. You know, I mean, first of all, it's the person who's serving you the tea. Uh, you know, the gentleman named Wing Shi, who is a tea master uh, in Hong Kong. And this gentleman is like a, a tea encyclopedia. He knows every single tea and every single farmer in China. He's a really an amazing person. I was lucky to, to meet him. And you offer me a couple of cup, a cup of tea, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's serving you tea, I mean, there is, it's almost religious, you know, and there is everything. The water is perfect and, and the music surrounding the experience. And, and of, uh, that's, this is actually him who really made me discover great teas. And I know for you, part of this journey, your journey in tea was about getting out of the city, into the country, going deep into tea country and really getting a sense of where this tea comes from, who makes it and who farms it. Uh, tell me where you went on those initial journeys and maybe talk us through a typical day in the life of a tea farmer. Well, yes, I mean, I, I went uh, the very f- my very first trip to the tea uh, gardens in China. I was in Yunnan, in the south of uh, China on the border of Laos. And uh, I mean, I stayed there 15 days visiting about 20 different villages. What's good to know is that for every village, there is a technique. They, they don't, it's not like they're producing the same tea. From one village to the next is a different tea, even though Camellia sinensis is what? That's that the tea that every, everybody shares. But I mean, there is some real artist yeah. in that profession. And this is what we are trying to do, actually, is to bring that tea uh, back to America and see if uh, we, can, we can actually... Uh, excite people to drink it. Sure. Well, w- should we bring in our special guest? Come on over here. Our very special guest. Very special guest. Uh, do you want to introduce? Do, uh, I don't know this guy. You want to introduce him? Uh, you to don't us? know him? <laughs> yeah, he's very. He's not very known. You know. <laughs> well, he's a, my best friend. Actually, is Hubert uh, Keller, who was kind enough uh, to to come and join us today. Hi, oh, Hubert. Gentlemen, <laughs> Chef Keller. <laughs> I'm so excited to uh, be here with you. Oh, is this your house? Actually, yes. <laughs> Are you just taking over my place, right? <laughs> you know, you said that it was important, uh, you know, for, for the perfect cup of tea, the surroundings, the perfect water. And as you said that, the fountain right. over here was going off, which That's is right. a wonderful thing. Uh, Chef Keller, before we have this great spiritual moment together, enjoying this tea, right. this sacred moment, enjoying this tea, uh, what's your relationship with tea? I know with the French, you love your coffee, right? That's the morning ritual, a cup of coffee? Absolutely. I, I was, yeah, we didn't grow up uh, with tea like we grew up with coffee, right? Yeah. So that's the foundation coffee. But I think tea, I think over the years, and I think the exposure that tea got and the access that we had to tea, I think changes our life, right? Yeah. And and I wish our listener would see the sexy lineup of uh, the little <laughs> teapots you're having here. Three sexy little teapots. Uh, so it's absolutely amazing, yeah. right? It's yeah. breathtaking. It's art. And... And I think then when we digging in, we're sipping it, and you really start enjoying those flavors of the tea, it's yeah. like an, a new world that opens up. Sure. Uh, and Jean, you have designed these teapots with a partner, and I, I'm amazed. It's taken uh, people from three different countries uh, to help bring this to fruition. 
so tell me about the journey of the teapot, uh, Taiwan, uh, Malaysia, Malaysia, and Paris. So tell me about your company and the teapots and the journey of creating and designing them. Well, Inision, which is our parent company, uh, decided uh, to create a relationship uh, with Master Tseng in Paris. Yeah. Uh, Master Tseng is one of the very uh, m- most famous uh, tea sommelier in the world. Actually, she has the largest uh, tea archive in the world, in Paris. So it's, it's quite amazing that she, it's quite impressive actually that she was able to, to, to really work uh, with us to really develop uh, this tea line. Um, it took us four years to do it. So it's, uh, and so every single pot are designed to enhance certainty. Sure. So we came from, to, we decided actually that, and she helped us out, and she said, uh, green tea needs to be brewed in certain teapots, yeah. and oolong tea, certain teapots, etc., etc. And to go along with it, of course, we also carve a design, different cup to go with different teas. Okay, it's like when you go to a restaurant. If you order a, a bottle of Bordeaux, you will never dream of drinking your Bordeaux in a burgundy glass. Sure. Okay, so who would, who would do such a thing? Only the French. Only the French are thirsty, right? <laughs> yes, I'll have whatever glass. Just put the wine in the glass. Give me the good stuff, yeah. right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. By the way, Chef Hubert is looking at us, thinking, uh, "When am I going to get my cup? Going to get my cup of tea?" That's yeah, right. I have to say yeah, that tea must be so special because the two next to me are <laughs> sipping the tea, and I didn't, I didn't get a cup yet. <laughs> So, oh my word. So, <laughs> I knew this was going to be fun. So, Jean, um, so these teapots, uh, we're going to connect folks through the website yes. uh, if they want to procure uh, one of these teapots or a tea set. Or uh, the four of them. Yeah, or, to, or buy them all. <laughs> uh, so, talk us through our first tea and, uh, and pour for us yes. as, you, as, as you would for anyone else. So, today I decided to serve uh, a green tea, a long gin. Uh, green tea. Okay, so like I, I was, I was explaining to you. I mean, everything is to be perfect. Uh, you know, the, the the water, the the, the tea temperature, the quality of the tea, and finally the teapots. You know, and so the whole exercise of creating this line is to try to extract more flavors for excellent tea. This is why we did it, and I think actually it works perfectly. It's quite amazing, actually. So I'm going to serve some green tea. Some dragon well, donc from Long Jin. And dragon well uh, is regarded as a really fine tea, right? Of course, of course. You know, in, in China, something you need to do, there is al- over 3,000 type of tea. You know, so what you can really uh, get on, on a website or in America is probably no more than 25 to 30 teas. Yeah. Okay. And most of them are blended. That means they add additives or little petals of something. But I only serve uh, straight tea. Well, okay. I have to tell you, uh, I grew up on a diet of British tea, Tetley tea bags, PG tips. Uh, you know, burnt tea, basically, in a tea bag, in the cup, water on top, bit of milk. Dreadful. <laughs> you grew up on the good stuff. You totally grew up on the good stuff. <laughs> that was the only stuff available. Uh, of course, going to Taiwan on my first trip seven years ago, and I tasted green tea for the first time, and it was a life changer for me. Uh, always green tea now at home. 
Well, occasionally I'll slip and uh, go back to the LPG tips or Tetley tea bags. But uh, when you have that first cup of pure tea, there's nothing like it. That's right. That's, that's what I thought. Uh, when I went my very first trip uh, in Yunnan, I was mentioning uh, when you actually sit down with the farmers after uh, it's five, six o'clock, you know, they just bring, uh, came back from the field and they are starting to, to roast their tea leaves. And then they serve you around seven, eight o'clock, they serve you the first cup. You know, it's really, really a game changer. And if you, I mean, I'm spoiled because I'm, I'm able to drink some amazing teas. But uh, if anybody will start to, to drink those kind of teas, they will never go back to a, t- to a tea bag. So, uh once you go green tea, you never go, yeah, back. go back. Once you go black tea, you never go back. Yeah, man, you're gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is, once you go, once you go good tea, you never go back. That's right. right. It's yeah. exactly right. Uh, so, shall we try? Yeah, Chef okay. Keller. Here okay. we go, Chef Jean. So, what should we do first we here? Toast, actually. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no toasting. It's not wine. So, yeah, so the first thing you do, you smell it, and you try to extract all the aromas from the cup. And so that's why we design it. We design this cup that way, like a tulip, you know, for the aromas to come out quickly, you know. So after that, you smell it. And like a wine, you just gargle it a little bit, you know, and just go around your tongue, you know, and then you can start to, uh, the, the tea the tea's opening and all the flavors are coming out. Or very often uh, with a t- a t- when you do a teapot with green tea, for example, or any type of tea, you can pour water again on it when your, t- your teapot is, is finished. Yeah. You can use the same tea leaves and pour another teapot. And if the tea is in excellent quality, you can go to up to six teapots. Wow, isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is true. So, I mean, this why for a restaurant, actually, you make money with a teapot. Mm. I, I mean, it's, it's a very, I know in China, they are making good money because they are selling expensive tea and people appreciate it. But uh, nevertheless, it's, it's a good thing for a restaurant to have. So, Hubert, your thoughts so far on the tea? I think it's probably the experience that you had when you went first time to Thailand, yeah. right? When you said it's a revealing, I think it's a one of a kind of an experience. And I think you have to try it, you have to experience it. Yeah. And it is true, yeah. I mean, you, it can change your, your world on uh, looking at teas, right? Yeah. And and so, so clean and so pure. It's totally clean, it's perfect. There's an aroma which is very delicate, very. Yeah. Very expressive, right? So it's, uh, yeah, it's just an experience. Mm. You changed a man's life. Good. It's Chef, you. Time. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. And you had part of your mic and the hair in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You can't take him anywhere, can no, you? No, you can't. Uh, well, here's what we love about Chef Hubert. He's always honest. And we are staying at the Honest Hotel here, you know, where they, they serve honest tea. Yeah. Uh, should we go to our next, uh, to our next one? What's next? So the next one is a oolong tea. So we also designed it, uh, a teapot specially for oolong and, and black tea. <laughs> I think we just lost a chef. Uh, I think Hubert is not used to good teas. <laughs> you get some water, chef. Come back, Hubert. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a great promoter for tea. He, he, he chokes and collapses after his first cup. Well, it's okay, Jean. We will we'll, we'll continue. That's right. uh, what do we have next? So we are, we are going to have some oolong. So uh, uh, oolong tea is, uh, is a tea from uh, Taiwan, even though you can find also some, some very good oolong in Fujian. And, uh, and same again, you know, different teapot, different cups as well. Um, 
So for the same reason, for the same reason, we they've been trying different shapes and different teapot. As I said, it, it took four years to, to design this this tea line, and uh, and to me, I think it's a huge success. Mm. You know, there's something rather magical about obviously uh, not just having great tea. Uh, but as you said, having the tea out of the perfect pot and of the perfect cup. And I think Chef is back and feeling good again. Uh, let's tell Chef what he's having. Chef Keller. I'm going to serve uh, Chef Keller uh, some oolong tea now. And hopefully we'll not choke on it. Uh, it's a oolong tea from Taiwan. Uh, and you know what? It's a little bit more strong. A touch of bitterness to it. But once again, very clean. Again, you know, very uh, it's very dry, and the cleanness of it uh, comes, of course, from the tea, but also for the quality of the water. The water needs to be very mineral to be able to carry the aromas out. Sure. So uh, you're suggesting to folks at home, if they're going to make some tea, uh, don't use the water from the tap. Of course not. Yeah. Now use use some mineral water. You know, and of course, I understand uh, tea is uh, is complex. Yeah. Uh, everything needs to align. And in order to have all the ingredients, the water, the temperature, the teapots and the teacups and everything coming together at one point, it takes time. Yeah. Okay, it takes about seven, eight, ten minutes. But it takes those t- ten minutes for you. You know, I think it's very important in the middle of the day, you know, you can take a break, 15 minutes, and uh, you can make yourself, treat yourself to a very, very good uh, pot of tea. And I know, Jean, that part of the ritual is really about taking some time out for yourself, Absolutely. taking that time out in the morning, take time to make a good pot of tea, and then take the time to enjoy it. Exactly. I think that's, uh, that's, that's right. I mean, it's very important. Preferably do it alone, but if you have to share it with people, share. <laughs> and, and I think it has to do teas. It's like we, we have coffee. We, what we call, even today, we say, I just have a regular coffee, right? And then what happened to the coffee world from the regular coffee? It's like and amazing from the layers, the flavors, different countries, yeah. everything, the effort goes in it. And I think tea uh, is is the same thing. You go to lunch, you have an iced tea, right? But you don't even think what you're really drinking or you, you like the type of ice, iced tea that you do like yeah. and uh, your palate is used to it. But then it's like from a regular coffee to something extreme in the coffee world. I think tea is the same thing, yeah. right? From a regular tea for lunch or something and then you start on experiencing those different layers of flavors and sure. countries and experience right and you don't know what you have never enjoyed if you've never enjoyed a really good cup of tea or the variety of tea or indeed a flight of tea you have nothing uh, to compare that to that's, that's right. right that's, that's right. right no i think i mean you know <clears throat> it's easy to to go to a supermarket and and to buy a, a little box of tea you know and tea tea bags but i will actually uh uh, shy away from those products, uh, go to the, your local uh, tea store and talk to the people. Uh, they'll be so happy to be able to actually advise you and, you know, and make also make tea for you. It's, it's, a, it's an experience. And I have to just give a little shout out to my friends at Vital Leaf on Grand Street in San Francisco. Uh, there's a tea master there, Uncle G. And he, in the last seven years, has informed me and educated me about tea in the most wonderful ways. And so I now enjoy it in wonderful ways and get, get to share it. Um, what's, our, what's our third uh, tea here today, Jean? The third is going to be a pure tea, okay, pure from the south of uh, Yunnan. Uh, and that's uh, obviously uh, my favorite, well, not obviously, but it is my favorite tea. Uh, if there is a tea to be compared to wine, I will say that pure tea is it. Okay, it's a fermented tea, 
so typically what they do, they collect the tea, they will ferment the tea, okay? So they will put it in a, in a place covered uh, and just spray, uh, spray some water every single day on the tea and cover it again. And after two, three weeks, okay, there is a fermentation and some mold are growing over yeah. that tea. And then they, they dry it, and after that we get pure tea. But I mean, the journey of tea is incredible. You know, especially, I think, knowing the story and knowing what it takes to make and produce tea, uh, there's, you have a little bit more reverence when you're drinking yeah. it, right? Yeah, and I think so. It's, and I'm wondering if it, uh, Jean agrees with me also when we're talking about tea. It's almost uh, like uh, in the general market, it's also as a chef when we're buying a saffron, which is like the most expensive uh, spice right, that sure. we can, you can buy. Very often when you do spend the money, do never buy it in powder, right? Because that powder will be mixed with some other things where you're going to be spending the money. Visually, you want to see it is the right product. And it's the little pistils of those flowers that I'd be handpicked. Yeah. And that's why that's the that's why it's so expensive, sure. right? Because the treat which is behind a tiny little bit of saffron that you're putting in your sauce. Yeah. And I think the tea is absolutely the same. The labor that goes in it is unbelievable. Right? That's right. And Jean, well said, uh, Chef Hubert. And of course, Sean, you have witnessed this firsthand. You've been out there early in the morning at 5.30 when they first go and they climb the trees. Right. Uh, you know, people often uh, have an image of a tree bush but they are trees. They are trees. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, if you if you let the, a tea bush grow, yeah. uh, it will grow, and uh, it will grow. Uh, I mean, there is some uh, tea trees in Yunnan who are as old as two thousand years old. Wow. So that's an interesting journey, actually. When you go and uh, it's almost you know uh, uh, it's like almost religion. You know, you go to see those to, to see or to to, yeah. to experience this forest of uh, two thousand tea trees. I mean, it's beautiful. <laughs> I want to get this sound because this is my second favorite sound. First favorite sound, the sound of a champagne cork going up. Second favorite sound, the sound of tea pouring. Here we go. And Liam, do you think Jean is a tree hugger? Oh, yes. Uh, I'll answer that after we get the sound of the tea. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Isn't that a lovely sound? It is. It is. No tea for you, Bear, though? <laughs> no, because you, you call me a, a tree hanger. <laughs> so, uh, listen, I've seen Chef Hubert hugging a tree. He, he gets he up does, every morning and he, and he hugs his palm tree. I know, yeah. I know. If you want to see Hubert uh, uh, hugging a tree, you know, you have to come around the, the house around 6 o'clock and you will see him hugging every single tree in the garden. <laughs> yeah. We'll put the GPS link to his house on, on, on the website. So, uh, one more time, remind us about uh, this cup of tea right here, Chef. So, we are drinking now some pure tea. Yeah. Okay, it's uh, 20 years old pure tea uh, from uh, the south of China. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's just simply, you know, are you, are you enjoying it? You it's again? 20 years old. 20 years old, yeah. It's amazing. Here we go. I mean, it is like another world, right? You know, oh, actually, wow. uh, a, wow. a pound of pure tea, not all of them, but if you can get some pure tea, I think in Singapore not too long ago, they sold uh, some pure tea cake. Yeah. Uh, cake uh, doesn't mean cake you have to eat. It's just the fact that they compress the tea in order to be able to transport it easily. Yeah. Uh, wheels, right? They are like little wheels. Huh? 
And um, so 1928, 1930, because this is the only tea that's buying it. See, that's, that's what blows me away, the fact that tea and the cost of it, the price of it to the consumer can be as little as, you know, a cent, <laughs> yeah. all the way up to $300,000. Yeah, for the, the, the true tea aficionado, uh, they will spend any kind of money to get the right cup of tea. And it's fair to say the best tea comes from the highest mountain? Or is that, is that a, a tale I heard? Is the best tea from the highest point? I would say no. Yeah. I think you can find uh, great teas also in the plain. Yeah. Uh, of course, if you're in a mountain area, you know, there is uh, humidity in the morning. There is a lot of things that really help the tea to grow better. But if also, if you have the right uh, tea artisan, uh, that will help as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw there is some, some amazing uh, t- tea artisans in, in China who are the equivalent to have uh, our wine... Uh, Wine, uh, you know, the people who are making wine in France. Sure. You know, uh, so that's Maitre all. Maitre de Chez. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever imagine, Chef Hubert, that your dear friend, Jean, will be sitting with us and giving us uh, a lecture and taking us on a journey in tea? Uh, honestly, yes. <laughs> because I feel like Jean is full of surprises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's amazing, really. Also a very dear friend. And having uh, spent so many years in China... I'm not surprised, but I'm pleasantly surprised, I must say, in the sense that we're sitting here together and just having a great time and sharing a cup of great tea together and having a good time. And isn't it amazing that a tradition that goes back so far, so many centuries, and is part of so many cultures, has yet really to find its way in America? Yes, this is amazing. But, you know, it's, uh, it's probably our fault because we are not doing a good job at trying to to, to educate people and uh, but we are coming we have the right product and hopefully we, peop- these people are going to start to understand the quality yeah. uh, the quality of tea I have to ask you about the name behind your company Wild and Bear because when I think Wild and Bear first thing that I think of is Hubert um, <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> of course of course you do Liam <laughs> so George, tell me uh, what's behind the name, the Wild and Bear Tea Company. Well, to be honest with you, I created that this company uh, with Uber in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! But more seriously, you know, uh, Wild and Bear was I tried to source my tea in a rural area and uh, where really it's remote, where it's difficult of access. And uh, this is the, the wild part of the, uh, of the name. And bear, simply, I, I do not uh, buy tea if there is any type of pesticide, herbicide. So I go to villages, I stayed in the villages with my team, and we just go around, meet the people, you know, and see the way they just grow the tea. And, uh, and you know, in China, it's, a, it's, very, it's an rural area, very, very poor. People, quite frankly, do not have the money to buy pesticide. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, but you need to go in the village. You yeah. need to talk to the people. And, uh, but that's why the name came, Wild and Bear. Sure. Uh, and it is wonderful that uh, you're embarking on this journey 
Jean bringing great tea, but great tea products to folks. Uh, I know we're going to put a link up on our website, so when people want to purchase the teapots or uh, have a deeper connection to you and, and, and your relationship uh, with tea, uh, they can. We have to mention we are here at the home of Chef Hubert, Hubert and Chantal. We're in Las Vegas. And although we don't have breaking news, we do have some news to share. This may well become your home. Las Vegas. This house. You're moving in with Hubert. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I'm with it. I've never seen Hubert look so shocked in all his life. I got surprised by the tea earlier. (laughs) Now I got just another surprise. And I'm wondering what you have up your sleeve uh, before we're ending the interview. (laughs) Well, you did say that John was full of surprises. Well, here's the new one. That's right. And guess what? As part of the package, he comes with a British butler and the family. I'm the British butler. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. It's a family. <laughs> it's a family. <laughs> you have a spot for me in the garage, I know. Oh, by the way, I've got to, I've got to pass the Chantelle Keller test. You know, I may not, she may not approve of me being the butler. Uh, but, uh, Jean, as you imagine a life here in Las Vegas, yes. uh, what do you imagine for yourself here and your family? Well, I mean, yes, uh, you know, after spending 12, 12 years in China, uh, I think it's time for me to come back to America and to bring my family along. You know, I arrived in, uh, when I arrived in China, I was single. And I have a family, I have a little girl, 12 years old. So I think it's time for her to come and experience North America. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have two children, right? I do. Uh, so uh, they were both born in China, is that correct? Uh, actually, no. One was born in Paris. Yeah. So, and the, the other one, my little one, uh, was born in Shanghai. Yeah. So wonderful. Uh, a new life here. Back to America. Uh, I hope that... Your journey in tea uh, that you're sharing will become uh, part of uh, a morning ritual for more people. Uh, And I'm going to let you have the last word. Uh, Why should people drink tea? Oh, first of all, because it's extremely healthy for you. Uh, And secondly, because it's it's a great ritual to have in your life, you know, to to take those 20 minutes a day and to make yourself a great cup of tea. I think it's important. Furthermore, why, you know, uh, in this day and age, why don't we drink good tea? Why do we subject ourselves to lousy tea when we actually know it's lousy tea, yeah, you know? Sure. But yet again, people are just going to a supermarket and grabbing those yellow box. And really, I mean, I think it's, it's atrocious. Thing. Yeah. But, that's, but you know what? Uh, it, like I said, it's our job to make sure that to, to, to make sure and educate the people. But if I have only one thing to say, drink good tea. What do you say to that, Yvette? I really think uh, Jean changed my life today. Yeah. I just came to a resolution that instead of spending every day half an hour to work out, I'm just going to have a <laughs> cup of tea, <laughs> and it's going to be a life changer, right? <laughs> See what you've done? That's right. You've created a monster. That's right. Yeah. Well, maybe you can still get 15 minutes in the gym there, chef. Uh, not sure. <laughs> he doesn't need it. He's fit as a fiddle, you know. <laughs> He really is. Yeah. Listen, this guy can outrun me every time I stay. We usually get a run-in. We haven't got a run-in on this trip yet, but the day is young. Yeah, we'll be at tea instead. Yeah. So that was our tea time. My, my right arm got, got a good workout. Uh, I did have one more thing to share with our listeners. You are going to share a recipe. Yes. Uh, what is that recipe? I, have, I don't know yet. Yeah. It's going to be a surprise. But, uh, well, I mean, it will be a, a good, um, a good ex- opportunity also to show that uh, with tea you can cook. Yeah. Okay, you can do a lot of pastries, but you can also cook some, uh, you can braise fishes, 
uh, with a keyboard. Yeah. We can do a lot of things okay. with it. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, have that webs- we have that, uh, recipe up. We'll put it up on the website. We'll connect you uh, with the Chef Jean Alberti. Uh, and isn't it fitting that his name is Jean Alberti? Uh, because guess what? This interview has been all about tea. His life now all about tea. Uh, Chef Hubert Keller, thank you for sharing your home with us. Uh, Chef Jean, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your tea with us and a life changer for sure. This Thank last you. cup of tea was the best tea I've ever had in my life. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Can you put the kettle on? Can we have another round, please? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> cool. uh, folks at home, thanks for listening. My guest today on Foodie Chap, Chef Jean Alberti. The recipe, more on his story at kcbsradio.com and click on Foodie Chap. More tea, please. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law